Hey everyone, this is John Mauser. I'm a fishing guide and a rod builder on the Crystal Coast of North Carolina. I'm using this podcast to build a relationship with all of you and to tell some stories along the way that will hopefully entertain, educate, and inspire everyone who's listening. This is the True Tales Podcast Show. How's it going, everybody? Do me a favor for a second. I want you to close your eyes. Well, if you're driving in a car, don't close your eyes. But if you're somewhere safe, close your eyes and think about these words I'm getting ready to say and see what comes to mind. Game fish. Sports fish. Trophy fish. Depending on where you're coming from, You may have visions of different species of fish and different habitats. But if you're a saltwater guy, you might be thinking about the silver king cruising down the beachfront, daisy chaining in front of you on your polling skiff. Or maybe those tailing permit on some flat down south. Or a school of bonefish that just appear in front of your eyes, and when you hook one, they burn off the flat as fast as they can and your line sizzles across the water. Or maybe it's a trophy snook that comes out from underneath the mangroves. Or big bull redfish in Louisiana. These are often some of the trophy fish or sports fish or game fish that come to mind when an angler thinks about saltwater fly fishing. How about you freshwater anglers? What comes to mind when you hear game fish or trophy fish or sports fish? Maybe a big eight-pound largemouth that comes up from beneath the lily pads and crushes a big popper or deer hair diver. Or it could be a big striped bass in a reservoir that's feeding on shad on the surface and eats your fly and takes it down to the depths. Or it could be musky, the fish of a thousand casts. Or its northern cousin, the pike. Maybe you're a cold water angler. And when you think of trophy fish, you think of steelhead or a giant brown trout, or maybe it's grayling or Atlantic salmon, or maybe you get a little bit more exotic. And when I say trophy fish or game fish or sports fish, something like peacock bass and the Amazon come to mind or arapaima, or maybe head a little bit farther south and Chase Golden Dorado. Whichever fish comes to mind or group of fish comes to mind, you're probably thinking of something sleek and beautiful and fast and something that makes it to the cover of magazine pages and articles and blogs. Those fish that we all dream about, whether they're in our own backyard or something we have to travel thousands of miles to fish for. Now close your eyes again and I'll give you some different words to think about. Trash fish. So, what came to mind? If you're a saltwater angler, was it the lowly lizard fish that comes up and destroys your fly while you're trying to cast to something more important? Or the pinfish that constantly attack your fly and rip it to shreds? Maybe if you're a flats fisherman, it's the barracuda that came out from underneath the tarpon and stole your fly. Or maybe it's a big shark that's a trash fish to you. Maybe it's the one that comes and chases after your tarpon when you hook up 
or maybe it's a Jack Creval that come up on your flats while you're trying to fish for permit or bonefish or bull reds and steals your fly. And then you're stuck fighting that fish for the next 20 minutes when you could be casting to something better. Or maybe you're a redfish angler in the southeast and you think of mullet as trash fish. There's a thousand of them for every redfish and all they do is cause wakes and mud puffs and disturbances that keep you from being able to see the redfish and cast at them. Or maybe it's the ladyfish that comes up on the flat and steals your fly. Maybe you're a freshwater angler. And when you think of trash fish, you think of long-nosed gar or pickerel or bowfin. Maybe the sunfish come to mind, pumpkin seed and green sunfish and bluegill. When you're trying to cast to a bass under a lily pad and the sunfish comes and steals your fly. So why are some fish put on a pedestal and others are not? What makes one fish more important? or better as a game fish or sports fish to fly fishing anglers or anglers in general. I'm definitely not approaching this from my high horse either. I'm often finding myself frustrated when an angler casts towards some redfish and a big lizard fish comes and hooks up and the angler's all excited about it because he thinks he got the redfish. And I realize it's just this long toothy slimy trash fish that he's hooked up to. Or maybe when I'm throwing a topwater plug and the pinfish won't stop knocking it around. I'm definitely a victim myself of, of this mindset of trophy fish or game fish or sports fish versus trash fish. I spent half a career working as a marine biologist for public aquariums where I geeked out on all the cool features of these fish that aren't considered game fish and sports fish. Look downs and Pigfish and spot and croaker and tonguefish and mullet and pinfish and filefish. They're all unique and they're all super interesting in their own ways. So why is it when I get out on the water, I have that tendency to differentiate fish that we want to fish for versus fish we want to avoid? What if I ran a guide service where we didn't pursue redfish on fly? but we pursued mullet on fly. I wonder how many people would come book a charter for those. So true story, I spent a couple summers trying to figure out how to catch mullet on fly. Once I finally figured it out and was able to catch, you know, some nice two, three pound mullet on small, light four and five weight rods, it was an absolute blast. And they're actually so difficult to catch on fly that once I did it, I wrote them off and said I wasn't going to chase them anymore. It was just too much work. But how many other fish do we continue to pursue that are extremely difficult on fly? Mullet have the same tendency to ignore you that a permit will, even with a well-placed fly. But if you hook one, they fight great. They jump. They run. On a light enough drag, they'll take you into the backing. To me, it's pretty similar to hooking a bonefish, quite honestly. So why when we go looking for redfish, do we write them off as trash fish? Every single flat I fish for redfish is also full of pinfish. And they'll go crazy after a four or five inch long topwater plug. They'll eat something as big as them. And there's some pretty good sized pinfish out there. So is that weird if I considered going out with a three or four weight and throwing tiny popping bugs for large pinfish on fly? 
I bet they fight great. How about this one? What if I convince my clients that the coolest fish to chase on fly here in coastal North Carolina was trophy lizard fish? I mean, some of them get pretty big and they actually fight pretty hard. You hook a couple pound lizard fish and he'll take you into the backing. He'll jump. He'll run. He's a lot of fun. I mean, they fight good enough that anglers hook them and they think they've hooked a redfish or a big trout at first. So why are they so disappointed when they get it into the boat and they realize it's a smelly, slimy, toothy lizard fish? They had a great fight. You know, I've never really wanted to pursue IGFA records, but if I was going to pursue something, pursue a world record, I think it just might be lizard fish on fly. Here's one to think about. Why do anglers leave the southeastern United States, pay large sums of money, and travel halfway around the world to go chase giant trevally or GTs in the Seychelles or the Christmas Islands? We have a fish just as cool here in the southeast, Jack Creval, that grow 20, 30, 40 pounds. They eat your fly at breakneck speeds. They'll push a 12 weight to its limit. And they'll put on a fight as good as anything else that you'll chase on fly. But people look down on them, especially if they come targeting things like tarpon or permit. Sometimes even anglers in the Gulf who target redfish look down on jacks. It's not something you can eat. It's not the target species. So it's considered a trash fish. They seem to be frustrated when they hook up to a jack and spend the next 20 minutes trying to land a fish, burns drag, pushes a 12 weight to its limit, and fights like crazy. Pretty much all the same things that tarpon do, or permit do, or giant trevally on the other side of the planet do. So who makes these calls? Who decides what fish is a, a sports fish or a game fish, and which fish is a trash fish? And who gets to decide when a trash fish gets to join the cool kids table and become a game fish? I love chasing juvenile tarpon in Florida. Up under the mangroves, they crush a fly, they jump all over the place. Why is it that so many anglers love juvie tarpon, but look down upon ladyfish that crush a fly, jump all over the place, pull drag, do backflips? They're seen more as a bait fish or a chum fish for shark fishing than they are a game fish. I'd absolutely love to spend my day chasing ladyfish. They're a blast. How about this? Down in Florida in the Gulf, big bull redfish are a favorite target of fly anglers. You can sight fish them. They tail. They don't run really fast, but they're bulldogs when you catch them. Everybody loves a big bull redfish. They're one of my favorite fish, personally. I love them, too. But not nearly as many anglers get quite as excited about a big black drum as they do a bull redfish. They're cousins. Just one seems to be the black sheep of the family. But black drum are big. They get shallow. They tail. Just like redfish, they don't burn a ton of drag. But they're bulldogs. If you've ever hooked up to a 30-pound black drum, you'll realize how hard they are to turn the head. It's sight fishing just like redfish. They might not be quite as sleek and pretty when you pull them out for that hero shot, but they're such a cool fish. 
I spent this past summer with some friends chasing tailing black drum in Louisiana. And I've got to be quite honest, it was every bit as fun as chasing bull redfish is down there. Why is it that every fly angler wants to catch 150 plus pound tarpon in Florida, but they're not nearly as interested in chasing 150 plus pound spinner shark or black tip shark in Florida or, or anywhere in the Southeast? They run just as fast. They actually jump too, and they can be very aggressive and very likely to eat a fly. The eats can be visual. They test your gear. And they're a beautiful fish, but they don't get nearly the respect as a tarpon. Think about how many tarpon you see in magazines and videos and articles. Then think about how many spinner sharks or black tip sharks are featured in magazines, YouTube videos, articles, blogs. Not nearly as many. And then also think about this. There are several species that are prized by fly anglers while conventional anglers have little to no interest in them. False albacore, for example. We're coming up on false albacore season right now. They're already here in coastal North Carolina. They're a mainstay of my fall fishery as a guide. I absolutely love them. I look forward to them all year long. They burn drag. They, they, they school up and bust bait at 40 miles an hour. They eat your fly at 30, 40 miles an hour. They run 100 yards at 30, 40 miles an hour. I mean, they're awesome, and you fight them, and they get to the boat, and they turn, and they run again, and then you fight them, and you get them to the boat, and then they dive deep, and you have to lift them up, but anglers who are trolling or conventional anglers have little use for them. Sure, we'll see some light tackle anglers throwing spinning rods out of them, but the majority of people who chase these fish and prize them are fly anglers who have no interest in eating them. They just want to catch them, enjoy that fight, enjoy that experience, and release them. So the Albi definitely falls in that category as a game fish to fly anglers while somewhat of a trash fish to conventional anglers. Now in the springtime, we also get Atlantic Bonito that show up with our false albacore. And you go out there to fish for those as a fly angler, you see so many more anglers trolling for them or fishing conventional tackle for them. Instead of like with albacore, where the great majority of anglers are fly anglers, suddenly the number of conventional anglers way outnumbers the amount of fly anglers when it comes to Atlantic Bonito. Both those fish look similar. They feed in similar ways. They eat the same way. And they fight the same way. What's the biggest difference? Well, they're delicious to eat. And so therefore, that's what makes the conventional angler or the trolling angler consider them a game fish or a sports fish instead of a trash fish. We've been talking a bit about saltwater, but let's think about freshwater fish. Largemouth bass on fly have always been cool. They've always been held in high esteem. A lot of those waterways are also inhabited by bowfin. Now, if you've never caught a bowfin, I can tell you that they crush a fly. They fight extremely hard. They really are good sports fish, but 95% of anglers consider them a trash fish. So really, what's the difference between a largemouth bass and a bowfin? Why is one sought out by fly anglers and anglers in general, and the other one is shunned? Or similarly, musky on fly is considered really cool. 
And I mean, sometimes they truly are the fish of a thousand casts. You'll spend days and days casting and you're just excited to get a follow. So why is a muskie cooler than a long-nosed gar when it comes to fly fishing? They're both similarly sized. They both fight well. Gars are really cool looking fish. But very few people want to target a gar on fly compared to a muskie. I know I'm asking a lot of questions here without quite as many answers for all these questions, but I just want to get your mind thinking about why we pursue certain fish and ignore others. You know, every spring I'll travel three hours each way to spend a day chasing shad, hickory shad and American shad on fly. I think they're a blast on a four weight or a five weight and they jump. And they love eating flies and you'll catch a bunch of them. And they have no plans to keep these fish. We release them back into the water and go fishing for another one. Now, if I look around at some of the other anglers on the river fishing for these same fish, the guy next to me might be catching them and throwing them in a cooler. Not because he's going to eat them, but because he's going to use them for catfish bait. So it's interesting to see two different anglers with two completely different mindsets the same body of water chasing the same species of fish, one to enjoy the fight and the pursuit and the catch and release, and the other one considering them merely bait for a different fish species of more value to them. How about common carp? For a long time, they were considered a trash fish. I remember growing up in the 80s and 90s, and when we talked about fishing for carp, we would think about fishing, you know, smelly bait balls of, of, of carp dough baits for them on a hook or maybe kernels of corn or something else that they would eat. Nobody thought about pursuing those fish on a fly rod. And then out of nowhere, they became cool. And before you knew it, fly line companies were designing fly line tapers specifically for targeting carp. And there was magazine articles about them and websites. Flies designed specifically for them. Films made about fly fishing for common carp. Me being a biology geek, I always thought carp were cool. But I never considered them something that you could sight fish for. Until somebody made that decision that they were cool and worth pursuing. And then their buddies saw it. And then it spread like wildfire. Which makes me wonder, what's the next trash fish that's going to become the in vogue fish? Which one? Do we turn our heads away from now that in five years from now we will pursue and tie flies for and make films about and write articles about? Maybe I need to start that mullet on fly bandwagon up again. But really, if you think about it, close your eyes again. Think about those fish species that you consider game fish or sports fish, the ones you dream about pursuing whether it's redfish or snook or tarpon or permit or largemouth bass or peacock bass or muskie or salmon or big trout in the rivers. Think about the things that they do that draw you into them. Why do you enjoy fishing for those fish species? Then start thinking about those trash fish species, the ones that your buddies might joke on you for targeting. Do they have some of those same features that you love? Are they difficult to catch on fly? Can you sight fish for them? Are the eats incredible? Do they fight hard? 
Just remember, the tug is the drug. It's all about going out and pursuing something and fooling them into eating something that you tied yourself out of hair and feathers. If it's fun, if it's challenging, who cares what anybody else thinks? The more I think about it, there really is no such thing as trash fish. There's just fish. All right. Well, I think that's enough rambling for today. I really appreciate you all. Thank you for the feedback and the the ratings on the podcast platforms. I'm really enjoying doing this thing, and I'm glad I got it started a month or two ago. If there's anything I can help you with, or if you have any ideas on any cool podcast ideas coming up, feel free to contact me. Until next time, I sincerely appreciate all of you, and thank you so much for listening. Have a good one.